Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. It is great to have you here, and as Pastor Jared said at the start of the service, uh, whether it is your first time tonight or you've been many times, we're so glad that you're here. And I just know that coming to church, even though it's a building, it's a place with people, it's so much more than that. And God loves doing supernatural work through His church. And you being here tonight, it's not just an accident. I really believe that God has wanted you here so He can do something great in your life. And so as I share tonight, I just want to encourage you, regardless of what you came in with and regardless of what you came in believing, just have an open heart and a soft heart. And I believe God can do something great in your life. I'd love to start tonight by reading a passage of Scripture from the book of Isaiah. It's Isaiah chapter 53. And this is a passage which is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah, prophesying about the coming Saviour, the coming Messiah. And what's so cool about this is that this is written approximately 700 years before the cross. And it's either either the most amazing... uh, coincidence that someone could predict this and then it literally happening or it's supernatural and it's God. I believe that it's God and I believe that God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah prophesying of the Saviour to come and we now know we have the gift of hindsight to say that that Saviour was Jesus. He has been here. He has made a great impact on everybody. His gift is available to everybody and we're going to read what the, the prophet wrote nearly 700 years before Jesus died on the cross. And so it's going to come up on the screen for us to read. It's Isaiah 53, verse 1. It says this, Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This now speaking of Jesus. He grew up before Him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to Him. Nothing in His appearance that we should desire Him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took upon our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed For our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. 
After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Powerful passage of scripture there for telling the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ to come and bear our sin upon, upon the cross, to pay the price for our sins, that our punishment would be laid upon Him so that we could have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let's now read just a portion of Scripture which tells us of the crucifixion in Luke chapter 23, verse 33. It says, When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified Him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you, you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. You know, everybody, this weekend across the world, millions of people, in fact, billions of people, will be reflecting on the cross. They'll be remembering the life, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Billions of people on planet Earth this weekend will be thanking Jesus for His resurrection, celebrating what it has done for you and I. And what's so interesting is that all of Scripture, this holy ancient book is building towards the events of the crucifixion. The Old Testament paints such a clear picture of man's need for a saviour. The Old Testament reveals to us that you and I, all of mankind, we're in desperate need of a saviour. And then the New Testament reveals to us that that saviour is in fact God's Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who was fully man and fully God, who lived a sinless, perfect, holy life, died on a cross and then rose again three days later. I used to find it so interesting as a child when we would refer to the death of Jesus as good news. 
I couldn't understand how someone who was perfect, dying on a cross, dying a death they didn't deserve, was good news. But I now understand as an older person (laughs) that it's good news because of what it achieved. It is because of Jesus' death on the cross that you and I can be forgiven of our sin. It is because of Jesus' death on the cross that you and I can have a personal relationship with God despite the mistakes and the, the evil things that we have done. It is because of Jesus' death and resurrection that you and I can have eternity with God in heaven. You know, the Bible so beautifully conveys man's need for God and it so beautifully conveys God's love for man. God sending His Son Jesus to die on the cross is the ultimate demonstration of love. Love from God in heaven, love from our heavenly Father, love from your Creator. You know, when when you look around the world and in fact in every other belief system or every other faith, you see man's effort to connect with God. What's unique about the Christian faith is that it's the only faith that is based upon God's effort to connect with man. You know, I visited Sri Lanka once, uh, the first time I went there, and I heard about a temple where one of Buddha's chipped teeth are, chipped tooth. Any English teachers help me out for the second one? But a chipped tooth of Buddha is in this temple. And many thousands of people go on a pilgrimage, an expedition to fly to Sri Lanka, to go deep into the jungle, up this temple, just for the opportunity to kiss this tooth, to perhaps connect with something bigger than themselves, to perhaps connect with something that might be godly, to connect with something that is outside of themselves. Listen, you don't have to go on the pilgrimage because God's Son Himself went on the pilgrimage to earth. You don't have to be a part of a faith or belief system where you make the sacrifice to connect with God because Jesus was the sacrifice so that we can connect with God. When you look in the Scripture, you see God's effort to connect with you. You don't need to kiss the chipped tooth, thank God. Because God Himself has made all the effort to connect with you. No pilgrimage is needed. No more sacrifices required. Jesus Christ has done it all. You you know, what's so unique about God is that He has no beginning and He has no end. He is sovereign. He is holy. He is perfect. He is uncreated. And we absolutely are not. We are created. And in our createdness, we can't help but not be broken. In light of God's goodness, we are broken. And the Bible calls this sin, our inability to be good enough to connect with the Holy God. Because sin had separated us from God, we needed great help to reconnect with God. And no one wants that connection more than God Himself. You know, many people might say that Christians think they're better than everybody else. And many people have said this to me. But it's actually completely the opposite. Christianity is really the acceptance that I am broken 
that I'm a sinner, that I'm not good enough and I desperately need a Saviour. But hey, that Saviour has reached out to me in His grace and His love and now I can walk with God. Not because I've gone up a temple to kiss a tooth, not because I just eat fish on a Friday, not because I wear all white, but because of what God has done. Christians don't think they're better than everybody else. The, The right belief is the acceptance that I need God that all have fallen short of God's standard, that we are all broken. Romans 3.22 says, This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. The message of the cross, the good news about Jesus' life, death and resurrection is for everybody because everybody has sinned. For the young, the old, the rich, the poor, the barista, the barrister, the prostitute, the pastor, everybody needs Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself, brought us back into relationship with Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, bringing others back into a relationship with God. Verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. I'm an ambassador to you tonight, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. I just invite the keyboardists to come and join me. I'll just close with some quick stories and This story is a famous story, and you may have heard this before, but it's about a man who spent a lot of money on an expensive cruise ship. He booked a ticket to go away for three weeks on this cruise ship. And because he'd spent so much money on the ticket, whilst on the ship, he wanted to be very frugal with what he ate and drank. So he made a decision to, whilst on this cruise ship, only eat what he believed to be the complimentary bread and the free water. So for two weeks on this cruise ship, this man is having bread and water and he's watching people come out with lobster and crab and roe. Anyone into roe? Okay. And he's watching people come out with amazing drinks. It's a pineapple with the top cut off. There's an umbrella in it, three cherries. And there he is with his bread and water. On the last week, one of the staff made him aware that all the food and beverages were included in his ticket. It was already paid for. It was already paid for. He had, avail- he had something incredible available to him, 
but he wasn't partaking of it because he didn't know that it was already paid for. You know, my mum is a very wise woman. She is a wise lady and she's wise in many areas, but technology is not one of them. And one day I was hanging out with my mum here in Perth, just locally. And she said, darling, I've got to check an email and send an email. Do you mind if we find a cafe so I can get on the Wi-Fi? I said, mum, just do it now. She said, what do you mean? I need Wi-Fi. I said, well, mum, your phone's got mobile data right now. She's like, what do you mean? I said, everywhere you go, you can use the internet. She said, don't I need Wi-Fi? I said, well, no. I said, do you pay for a phone plan? Yes, I do. I said, well, everywhere you go, you can use the internet. And we both had this really big giggle because we realised that for a long time, every time she wanted to use an app or send an email, she was going to a cafe to use their Wi-Fi. She was unaware that something incredible was available to her everywhere she went. She didn't know she had access to it the whole time. And uh, you know, my dad's got a great story about a time he went to Japan and Japan's an amazing nation filled with amazing people. But what's interesting about Japan is that it's believed to be about 98% secular. So only 2% of the country believe in a God. And so we're very passionate as, as a church about helping reach Japan for Jesus. And so my dad was on a trip and he met a lady in a cafe who was wearing a gold chain necklace of a cross. And my dad thought how refreshing to see a cross in Japan and said to this girl, hey, are you a Christian? And she said, what's that? He said, do, do you believe in Jesus? And my dad said, who's that? Oh, sorry, he said, do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> Let's just rewind a little bit. My dad said to the girl, do you believe in Jesus? And she said, who's that? And my dad actually tells the story that she asked him, is Jesus an American? And it's funny, but it's also not funny. This poor girl had a powerful symbol of our faith, actually a symbol of the salvation available to her. She was actually wearing it. It was very close to her, but she didn't understand that it was actually for her, that that cross carries a powerful message for her. Don't leave today and be someone who is like the man on the cruise ship where there is salvation, forgiveness and a new life available to you that's already been paid for and you can actually partake of it tonight. Don't be like my mum where there's a, there's a feature available to you, there's access available to you everywhere you go but you miss that it's actually available and for you right now. And don't be like that girl who has maybe Christianity around them, but you don't understand that it's for you. That when you look at this cross, it's not just a nice decoration. We haven't just put it up there because it's a nice thing to do. The cross carries a message for you that God's Son came and died for you, that He didn't stay dead and He rose again for you. It is John 3.16 that God so loved the world, that's you and I, that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. You can have eternal life, but have you stepped into it? 
Have you realised that it is for you? Have you realised that the love of God is for you? Have you realised that the salvation of God is available to you right now, tonight? And what the Bible teaches us is that you don't have to go on a pilgrimage. You don't have to go on a big expedition. You don't have to kiss anybody's tooth. You simply need to have faith. It says that we're saved by grace through faith. Belief in God. Belief that what Jesus did was enough for us in our mess, in our sin, in our brokenness to come into a relationship with loving God. It's not an accident that you're here tonight. God wanted you to hear this message. God wanted you to hear that His salvation is available to you. Don't have another day of just existing on bread and water when God has so much for you. When God has an amazing purpose-filled life for you, where God has healing for you today, where God has healing for you in eternity, where you can live without fear of death. But knowing that death is that next step into eternity with God in heaven. Today, God is reaching out to you. And you know, back then, thousands of years ago, as Jesus hung on the cross, again, God was reaching out to you. He's reaching out to you tonight, everybody. Will you respond in faith and say, God, I wanna respond to the free gift that you're extending towards me. So I just wanna ask you tonight, just to stand to your feet and to close your eyes, just to focus on this moment to not be distracted in this moment, to not be distracted in this opportunity to put your faith in Jesus Christ, to believe that what happened on the cross was for you. God in His love and His grace and His mercy is reaching out to you tonight. He's reaching out to you with forgiveness, with salvation, with the opportunity for a brand new life, a brand new start. What the Bible says is a transformed life. And so tonight, don't leave this place having not made a decision about whether your faith is in Christ or not. Make a decision tonight to say, I don't wanna live another day of my life away from God. I don't wanna live another day of my life away from my Creator. I don't wanna settle. I wanna have the life that God has for me. God loves you so much. And no matter what you've done, I want you to know that you can't out the grace of God. You can't out the love of God and He is reaching out to you tonight. All I wanna ask you to do is just respond tonight and say, Jordan, I wanna put my faith in Jesus. I need forgiveness, I need salvation. Would you pray for me? And if that's you here tonight, on the count of three, I wanna invite you just to lift your hand up and I would love to pray for you tonight. And I would love to pray that God would begin a supernatural miracle in your life, in Jesus' Name. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you wanna to respond to God tonight and put your faith in Jesus on the count of three, just shoot your hand up and I would love to pray for you. One, two, three. Just begin to raise your hand if that's you. Don't miss this opportunity, everybody. Don't leave tonight not knowing where you stand with God. Put your faith in Jesus tonight and allow God to begin a great work in your life in the mighty Name of Jesus. Just keep raising them, everybody. Young person, older person, if this is for you, just raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. See those hands. Just keep raising them, everybody. Don't miss this opportunity. 
Maybe you're like that girl in the cafe, you're around the things of God. Maybe you've been in a Christian family, but you don't know God personally. And tonight you wanna put your faith in Him for the first time. Just raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. See that hand there as well. So, so good. Keep raising them, everybody. Be bold, be brave. And I'd love to pray with you. So, so good. Keep raising them, everybody. I just give a few more moments. Just a few more moments. Whether it's your first time, you've been many times. If you know this is for you and you need to respond, just raise your hand. I would so love to pray with you this evening. So, so good. Okay, everybody that's raised your hand, I just invite you to pop it down. And church, can we just celebrate those people taking that step of faith tonight? So, so good. So, so good. Hey, I'd love to do one last thing. And it says in the Bible that when we believe in our hearts and then confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. And so what I'd love to do right now is help do that with you through prayer. And we would love to pray a prayer together and just put words to what God is doing in your life right now. And so I'll get you to repeat after me. And church, let's all pray together and just repeat this prayer with me. And we're going to believe in faith that as we pray, God's going to begin an amazing work in us. So let's pray, church. And those people that raised your hand, really mean it with all your heart in Jesus' name. Just repeat after me. Say, Dear God, thank You so much for Your free gift of salvation. I'm sorry, God, for living life my own way. Help me from today to live for You for all the days of my life. I do believe that Your Son died and rose again for me. Fill me tonight with Your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty Name, Amen, Amen. Come on, church, let's really celebrate. So, so good. Amen. Hey, there was a a good number of hands that went up and uh, they were kind of all over the room. And so what I want to encourage you to do, if you raised your hand, we would love to help you on this faith journey. You can't do it alone. And God's got so much for you. Uh, but we can't get it all in isolation. And so we'd love to help you. We'd love to give you an opportunity to have a chat, ask some questions and to receive any prayer. And so hopefully one of our team would have seen you, one of our pastors, they may approach you to have a chat. If not, please speak to one of the team. This is Pastor Amber over here. Just give us a wave and she'd be available to help you as well and some of our other team. But please let somebody know because God's begun something great in your life and uh, we want to see see you step into all that God has for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, church, we're going to continue to worship. I'm just going to invite Pastor Jared up and uh, let's give him a quick welcome as he comes up. We just thank Jordan for a wonderful word, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.